<laughs> it's not even three o'clock yet. What are we doing up so early? I don't know. Trying to be proactive. And I, shit. Thought, I thought it was like, I thought it was, I thought it was later than it, cause we've been up since like 11. Yeah. I've been up since 11. Still not being proactive. No, I've been up since 10. Huh? Just not super functional. You I should have been in here doing other things. I don't know what just happened, but like right before I went to the bathroom, Mm-hmm. Before we started recording, something hit me and I was just tired. I'm like, what? That's because you just gave all your spoons to that one project of trying to make that one phone call. Oh, I adulted. You adulted and you gave all your spoons away like that. I adulted for like an hour and then I'm you like, really oh. only wake up with like two lately. It's it's bad. <laughs> I fed myself yeah. and I made a phone call. I'm done for the day. And that's it. That's all you have. <laughs> that's yeah. Terrible. Life with chronic illness. That's bad. You know what? I actually made my bed and I gave my cat water too. So. Oh, well, see, that was the problem. You used that spare hidden spoon <laughs> making that bed. Oh my God. So yeah, we're all awake and shit. Yeah. So today, well, we need to talk about why we missed a couple weeks. Yes. Let's do that first. Let's address the... The pink elephant in the room. The gap of time there. <laughs> well, the first week that we missed was because, like, we didn't have spoons. <laughs> well, and also just because we didn't have spoons because we were preparing for the second week. Right. There's which a we lot. thought we were going to be able to do in person. Yeah. And that ended up being weird. That was weird. Busy. Yeah. So that didn't go as planned. So yeah, that's. So the, yeah. So the second week. I was in Maine. Yeah. Which is where we will soon be located. <laughs> um, northerly of the Northerlies. Yes. <laughs> Vacation land. Fuck that shit. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I'm already mad about it. It's a vacation every day in vacation uh-huh. land. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. So we we didn't get a chance to record the podcast in person, sadly. So that gap of time just extended. Yes, thus leading to, to two today. weeks we have to make up for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess we have people listening to our podcast too, so that means We really do. We really we do. We do have to make up for something. So thank you to the people who actually keep listening. Yeah. Also, Things are still kind of in an upheaval state mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and probably will be over the next four weeks. So things forever. might be a little wonky. Because if you know anything about us, you know that things are always in upheaval forever. <laughs> yes. When we're doing the right thing, they are in upheaval, which yes. is very confusing. Yes. It's a revolution. <laughs> it is. That's what we were born for. But I think I think consistency is um, it's not right our strong corner. suit. No, but it's right around the corner. <laughs> it is around. It the is corner. definitely not our strong suit. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't. I don't like missing. No, I actually week. felt like I. I realized that I had kind of a dip and like emotionally and stuff, and I was like, "What the fuck's my problem?" And it's because we didn't. We didn't do it. Yeah. So, we so. Have actual like outline of things to talk about today. We're not just winging it completely. Not entirely. Um, just a little bit. Mostly, but not entirely. <laughs> So 
we, uh, yeah, a couple months ago, I guess, uh, we put yeah. in some little microfiction, I don't know, my brain's not even, stories. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we entered a story. <laughs> we entered in... a microfiction story into a contest for a magazine thing. Well, uh, for New York City Midnight. Okay. Um, New York City Midnight is probably one of the better known 24-hour writing contests, mm-hmm. I guess, is really what it is. And they have a lot of them. They have them for screenplays and for for all different layers of fiction and mi- microfiction, flash mm-hmm. fiction. And I, I've heard of flash fiction and microfiction before, but I'd never really tried to write any before but i really like the idea of challenging yourself to to like limiting your word count um (laughs) and you have to get your point across and your the interest and the hook in that limited word count it's fun it's really yeah and as as writers who just write so many words Mm -hmm. uh this was a challenge and one we took on at the last minute like we do yes and just kind of and honestly, didn't spend 24 hours on it either. No, not we, at all. We we kind of pounded it out in like 20 minutes, and then just went, okay, that's it. We're just gonna we're just gonna enter it. Yeah. Just because we wanted to see what happened. Really, it was a hundred word microfiction challenge. Yes. And it had three rounds. If you made it past the first one, right. Um. And there were prompts given. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it there, was it was an action, uh, word. a word. Was it? It was a word, an action, and a setting, or uh, a genre. Genre. That's what it was. Yeah, word, yeah. action, genre. Um, so I do remember the action prompt that we had to include in ours was ordering a pizza. Yes. Um, and what was the word? The word was count. Count. That's right. And the genre was science fiction. Yes. So, in the middle of all the uh, chaos. Uh, on July 22nd, I received our first round feedback from the judges. Mm-hmm. Um, we did not make it to the second round. No, but <laughs> the feedback was something we were like, oh, well, this will be a nice little like. Uh, it helps. You know, constructive criticism or whatever. Yeah. So. And it really helps to have that from from multiple judges because mm-hmm. multiple judges can chime in on it. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see, okay, well, since this was our first go at microfiction, what did we do wrong? Right. <laughs> what did we omit? Right. And what might have been as good as we thought it was? Because honestly, I thought it was great. But, you know, microfiction also bugs me because it's so short. I feel like I can't. You can't paint the whole picture. No, I feel like I'm missing. And that's why it's talent to write microfiction. Uh, because I feel like I'm missing the room to explain what's happening right so and there's tricks to making it fit in there and i just haven't solved yeah them yet. yeah um but that's actually i want to, this to become an annual thing for us i want every year this rolls around to be like that's the one we do yeah for sure and just see what happens definitely so what i wanted to do is i want to have you read our microfiction. yes and then i will read our feedback something's crackling I can't hear it. Okay. Uh, that's weird. Crackling. It stopped. It sounded oh, it stopped? like a bag of chips or something. Oh, no one's doing anything here. You must have a ghost having a snack. Nope. The only thing here is my dog tags. Oh, that might and be And the it. fan. 
Are they hitting your microphone? They might be. I yeah. can move them. There. Okay. So. Repeat that. You were going to have me I would read. like you to read the story, the microfriction that we entered, and then I would read the feedback from the judges. Right, because I haven't heard it yet, and I purposefully said, don't tell me yet, because I want to react <laughs> while we're recording. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, so, let me let me get into my narrator voice here. Right, right. Yeah. You know, pull it together. <laughs> okay. Retirement is the name of the story. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> okay. Count Spartak was 748 years old. He had he had seen many planets before his retirement from the Milky Way Exploration Force. He lived alone on his Earth estate, isolated and at peace. His only neighbor was an ageless explorer, Bowie. Perhaps that was the strangest part of this final adventure, meeting Bowie. They didn't share a language, only neighborly grunts and the occasional meal as the three moons rose and set. Mushrooms, no peppers. Bowie was ordering a pizza again. The Count knew this behavior. He shook his head, taking a sip of Jupiter Grog. He would enjoy the quiet meal nonetheless. I loved it, but I felt like we were missing little bits. Like, like I wanted to explain why it was a repetitive thing. Yeah. Why it was something that happened. Like, like, is this his anxiety meal? Like, is this his, uh, I'm going out on one last hurrah meal? Like, mm -hmm. what is this? Mm -hmm. And I never, I never got to go dig into that. No, because there's not room to, and it's up to the, that's, I think that's the main, for me, when I think about especially in reading some of the other ones that we've read to prepare and kind of get an idea about it. Yeah. It's like, you have to let go of the control of that as a writer yeah. because it's up to interpretation. And it's, it's literally like you, you're writing the spark. Right. And then the reader is building the world in their imagination. And, and see, that's how I like tried to, to run with it. I just, it aggravated me because it, it was feels, so good. It feels it's, like it's missing something. Yeah, it definitely feels and like so, missing something. Honestly, I think I kind of want to go back and take it and build it into a bigger story and publish it somewhere, like yeah. really bad. Even just I think like it could, a short story, and it could be a children's book. I know, right? You know, <laughs> that would be a fantastic thing about yeah. like be like enjoying loneliness or something, right? like teaching kids to to like self care sit with themselves. Time. Yeah, you know? like it could go so many different routes because yeah. it is. It's an idea. It's really yeah. just an idea. Yeah. That's that's easily the length of the ideas we write now. Yeah, for sure. So. 100 words is not that many. <laughs> no. That's like barely no. a paragraph. Ah, <sighs> it's, it's it was a lot to try to to try to piece it in. We had 3 and we narrowed it down and kind of combined a couple aspects we and came asked, out with that one. Well, yeah, and we asked people's advice yeah like, and we got um, input and this was the one that was chosen that said yeah, yeah that to submit that one so yeah yeah i will right. say this was yours <laughs> it was it was mine i have an i have a knack for shorthand mm -hmm. and so i was trying to use that to encourage the story to kind of flow yeah. more yeah. and it does because it's like really easy to write a whole 100 words as just a description Mm -hmm. and miss out the fact that we need to have a scene in a those scene words. In yeah, 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 exactly. No, we have, like, character oh. building. Uh, we have, like, setting, location. Yeah. And there's even, like, small details to kind of give you a pic, like the three moons rose and set. Like, that's great detail. 
you know? Right. And I specifically did it to contradict the image of earth. Sure. Because I wanted to push it to an image of an earth that isn't now earth. Right. That something, something has happened. Something's different in the, in the planetary structure now, which leaves room for it to turn into something else. Right. Science fiction. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Also to preface this, uh, this feedback, science fiction is not my forte. I've never written. No, not at all. Not at all. I've never even touched on it. Uh, Same. Yeah. This was literally the first thing I've ever written in that vein. So I feel like. That was a leap too. In like futuristic science fiction, like yeah. definitely like fiction and and supernatural stuff. That's, supernatural stuff. Yes. That's more, but but like, like straight science, up sci-fi science fiction. Yeah, no. I was. I'm not gonna lie. I was really hoping we would get like murder mystery or oh like totally some other <laughs> easy action. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the whole thing was kind of like that's honestly that's why I wanted to enter it though because we, we had no choice in what we got handed. Yeah, and I really like to compete in things that give you a surprise element. Yeah, like Hell's it, Ki- not Hell's Kitchen, like a uh, kitchen night, whatever Hell's Kitchen, kitchen nightmares, right? whatever the fuck. Whenever they give like, me the weird ingredient, this is your weird thing you have to <laughs> cook with. Yeah. Uh, whenever I did the drag competition where I was handed a paper bag with stuff in it, and I was and I was told you have one week to cr- pick a song, create a costume, and you have to integrate the items in your hand. And I opened the paper bag. And there was a, a like a fat quarter of like ugly polka dot fabric. There were five ping pong balls, a pack of yellow like Easter plastic forks, and a box of good and plenties. And I was told I got bonus points if I incorporated the paper bag. So I did. Wow. That's where my Joker costume came oh, from. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I made the bow tie with the ugly fabric. I made... Um, Actually, I made little morning star weapons out of the with air dry clay and the ping pong balls. Yeah. Like hang off my belt. Um, one of them I turned into an eyeball because there was five and I glued it on my pocket just with some green tool. Like I stabbed every single fork into that jacket. Yeah. It's like 25 forks. Oh, my God. Cut off the tips of them so it wouldn't completely stab me and covered the jacket in blood. And I put the good and plenties in a pill bottle and I put the pill bottle in the paper bag. Yeah. And then I went and performed that. Oh, I'll have to post that up where people can find it. Cause that one I do have good video of. Yeah. That'd that be, number. that's a, that's a fun one. I remember yeah. seeing that costume. It was, it was and like I won good. that week. I love the forks in the jacket. That's such a, <laughs> it was so cool. I want to use that jacket for something else. Cause you know, that tells so many stories. Oh right yeah. There. Just, oh, just yeah. that. But yeah, that's I actually, great. I won that week and it was fucking fantastic. That's awesome. Because I like last minute inspiration like that. Okay, here you go. Yeah. Build something. Yeah. Yeah, Build something (laughs) off of this. Yeah. That so enjoyable for me. I don't think a lot of people that I know actually enjoy that feeling. I think it creates a feeling of pressure for some people. Oh, totally. But I was also an avid test taker as a kid. Like I don't like schoolwork, but I like tests. You're really good at visualizing concepts. Um, So like with the music video ideas and, and, and that kind of, that and drag are basically the same thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> the way it's you basically drag. just, yeah. yeah. Like I put so much into it and still I'm like, Oh, but if I had, if yeah. I had backup dancers, if I had lights, what if I had a backdrop, I could project something on. Yeah. Like my yeah. brain just goes into like, it could be this big. I know. <laughs> That's why you need to be a director <sighs> or a, oh, God something her, her and i just had a whole long talk about me directing last night yeah 
because I did. I started talking and I was like, well, what if? And then I'm listening to these songs and I'm like, okay, what if we cut these songs together? And then we start doing this and I start painting this. And she's just like, why are you not doing things? Yeah. Why are you not creating things? Yeah. I'm like, well, because I'm waiting for the other half of my brain to move up here. <laughs> Stop waiting for me. <laughs> you got to no, do because shit these ideas. But these ideas, you have to have at least some other person helping you. I know. And a lot of them incorporate around you currently because, uh, hello, who's the singer here? <laughs> it's all good and fine to like direct music videos for drag performances of other people's shit. But I could be directing music videos for your songs. Yeah. And that's all ours. That's all original. Nobody can come along and be like, oh, well, I'm going to put a take, take the sound away from your video. Right for doing something artistic with it. Right. So I'm like, I'm not waiting to put the ideas on paper though. I talked to you about that one. I talked to her about the one I told you about mm -hmm. and she's just like, she really likes it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the, it's becoming more and more apparent to me that if I'm going to stay behind the camera, I have to be uh, in a different facet. Yeah. <laughs> but I also am uh, realizing I'm not going to be staying behind the camera all the time anymore. No, because you're a performer. You, you, you already got that. It's weird. It's still really weird. It's in yeah. direct contradiction to my like introverted. I don't like to people feelings, but I love to perform. Yeah. So it's very strange, but I think it's time for you to respond to some feedback. Yes. I'm excited to hear it. All right. Dear Ammo Rain and Ayla Hummingbird, the feedback from the judges on your first round submission from the hundred word microfiction challenge 2021 is below. You should be proud of rising to the challenge. And we hope you'll find the feedback helpful. Thank you for participating. Stay safe. And we hope to see you in a future competition. Retirement by Ammo Rain and Ayla Hummingbird. What the judges liked about your story. Now, I'll be saying a four-digit number before each comment because that's the judge identifier. Mm. They're only identified by their number. Okay. And we can go back and give feedback on the judges as well. Oh, okay. But you'll see then that there's multiple judges that had input in it. Sure. So, 1772. This story has a strong opening line, quickly establishes the premise, and grabs the reader's interest. Spartak is well-developed with a little conflict to create some tension. The world of the story is built with a few key details. 2057. This sounds like the beginning to a good buddy movie. <laughs> 2096. Count Spartak is a colorful character. He sounds really interesting, and his meeting with Bowie really feels like a grand adventure is coming. Yeah. Clever use of the title count as part of the story's requirements. Nice touch. So that's our that's our thumbs up feedback. Nice. Um, I thought it was great. I was waiting for someone to catch that. I was like, come on. We didn't count change. Yeah. You know We're not counting something. Yeah. No. It was a real it was it was a good twist and they liked it. Uh what the judges feel needs work. 1772. Count's feelings about the pizza might be a little vague for the reader to truly understand the conflict. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does the pizza mean that Bowie wants to be left alone? Is this the pizza that has another meaning altogether? Developing, is this pizza having another meaning altogether? Developing this plot point might be necessary for the reader to understand your intent. Okay, I get that. Because the Count knew this behavior. He shook his head taking a sip of his Jupiter grog. So yeah. why did he shake his head? Yeah. Why yeah. does he know why, it? Why does he know this behavior? And I Which thought is, we had established that with the uh, 
they share a lang- they didn't share language only neighborly grunts and the occasional meal right but also but we seem to have wasn't clear enough yeah no because we kind of left it almost like it meant more than that yeah because if he's shaking his head then there's something about either the specific type of dinner being ordered yeah or the fact that he's ordering it that has some other connotation sure. besides just having dinner yeah so maybe if his response had been not shaking his head they would have been like oh that he's just planning to have dinner mm-hmm. right so that that's kind of where i thought we were missing a little bit too yeah uh, 2096 it's mentioned that this, this guy it's mentioned that count spartak likes his earth estate but then there are three moons where is this taking place um it's stated that the strangest part of his last adventures meeting bowie but we never really meet him he just orders a pizza which doesn't feel very strange at all since the story is so short due to word count restriction any information that's given must be very important since the idea of the Count having a strange final adventure with his neighbor Bowie is given to us, we have to see how and why. So it was too vague. Mm, a hint of things I don't to agree come, with that. A hint I, of things to come needs to be given. Just having him order the pizza is anticlimactic and feels unsatisfying. Nice start out to a story. It needs a bit of plot development to balance out. I feel like maybe the yes. first part yeah. is a little questionable because the point is science Sci-fi. fiction yeah. yeah so it's fictional earth where is this taking place like it's on earth it's an dumb. earth estate that's a dumb that's a dumb comment you didn't need to put that in there. so that um, first sentence of that feedback is questionable i do agree i don't know i feel like i don't know so his only neighbor was an ageless explorer bowie perhaps that was the strangest part of his final adventure meeting bowie they didn't share right. a language only neighborly grunts and the occasional meal as the three moons rose and set yeah. um I guess I can see why that would be taken as vague because they're not, they don't have the same thoughts that we have when we're writing. It. Right. So. So they're missing some of what we autofill, which is auto-fill. kind of the job of the judge to point out where we autofilled and they don't know that part. Right. The strangest part of his final adventure. I think like that's a character descriptor. To me. It is. Like Bowie it's- is weird. Right. And they don't speak the same language, and that's weird, but they still, like, share meals together. But also, you know what this this judge is forgetting in this science fiction? Count Spartak is an alien, dude. Ordering a pizza is weird. Yeah. That was why I wanted to do it that way, because to an alien who doesn't order pizzas, yelling into a... a, a communication device and having food show up at the hands of someone is maybe weird. Yeah. So I think what happened is that as they, because they said earth, yeah, they, they automatically created count Spartak as a human, even though we said he was 740 something years old. Right. Okay. So here's, here's where we fix that as writers. His only neighbor was an ageless human explorer. Ah, yeah. Instead of just ageless explorer. So um, pointing out Bowie's humanity should point out that Spartak's lack of humanity. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and then again, the strangeness of him ordering the pizza or whatever goes back to that one line of the count knew this behavior. He shook his head. Um, yeah. There's just it's too vague in that one line. And we could have yeah. done more clarification there. But word count restrictions. <laughs> word count restrictions. So it's a matter of going back. 
So I want to keep like our original. Re, yeah. And under the original, I want to go back and apply this feedback. Apply the feedback. Yeah. And be like, okay, here's where we make certain things a little more bold. Yeah. More clear. Right. Perhaps as the opening, it should be, it should open as Earth 3072 or something. Maybe just taking those two words up would give us a setting. Man. And a lot of space stuff opens that way. Eh, I don't like yeah. that. Because I don't think you need that. I, don't I think, you when you have three moons on Earth? I think that you can assume that this there's <sighs> aliens and humans and the Earth has three moons. I would like to think that it's you can science assume fiction, right? that it's science fiction, right? But, you know, these but are different facets. Obviously, there's a person who didn't get that. So. Yes. <laughs> so sometimes setting the scene helps. I thought we did that in text. I did too. I did too. But I, I, I kind of look forward to going back and seeing what happens if we just apply those few things. Yeah. Write the second version of it. Yeah. And then maybe take it somewhere else. Yeah. But I thought the whole thing was the whole point was like, here's this alien who's traveled all over the Milky Way and for, for like 700 years, like I don't know what age they're considered adults because we didn't get that far. But like for 700 years, he's seen planets all over the freaking universe. Right. And he settles on Earth that has these weird habits of doing things like ordering pizzas because that's super fucking weird. Like, yeah, we live here on Earth, so maybe we think that's normal. Mm-hmm. But even if you go to other countries, there's difference in culture. Especially of surrounding food. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that would just be really interesting because, like, he seems pretty self-contained. Like, he just gets, he just has his replicator or something and he gets his whatever from it this guy has to wait like an hour for someone to show up to give him his fucking food right. <laughs> and then he chooses to share it with his alien neighbor you yeah know? <laughs> like that seems like a huge investment when you can't even have a conversation yeah so it does it seems it's strange very, to me. like my mental image is very like retro 50s alien yes. spaceship like situation yes. it's great it is it's it. kind of has that hole and maybe that's the problem maybe it needs to be visual yeah maybe it was too visual for us and not visual enough for everyone else because i did i totally turn, seen you could totally turn 100 word micro fictions into like a 60 second tiktok video <laughs> oh my god that'd be so funny <laughs> that would be funny I'm telling you, that's where you need to get your directorial start. You need, you need to make TikTok <laughs> videos. It's it's great. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, my poor TikTok. It's just chilling there like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm here at least. That makes me cool, right? No. <laughs> None of us are cool. That's the point. I'm kind of curious, actually. Um, Was that the okay, last chill- feedback? Yes. Okay. Cool. I like children's books are generally 250 to 700 words. Yeah. I was just, I was like, Hmm, we could definitely do that. Like easily. children's sci-fi storybook. Totally. That'd be a total different path. I think it should definitely be on the list. You should put it in the, in the file that you're looking, that you have the book open or the story open in. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just put a couple notes, put like uh, rewrite with um, feedback. And then, like, children's storybook, question mark. <laughs> so it'd be funny, because like I said, I could take it somewhere totally different, but also I could keep it simplistic and make it a story for kids. Yeah. Mostly because that's never been on my list of things to do. I might as well add it. Oh, I like that. I like that idea. 
see if we could talk someone <clears throat> into illustrating it. <laughs> That's where you get your start. That let your let that pay the bills and then go do whatever else. Fade so that's children's uh, children's <laughs> book and erotic pirate romance writers. <laughs> We'd have to use a like a second pseudonym to. Write oh, we stories. would need a pseudonym for that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If if y'all ever see the story come out, you don't know it's the same people. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nobody knows. It's, it's some mysterious, innocent. Wide-eyed, angelic children's authors. Uh <laughs> We're human. We are multifaceted people. <laughs> I can love and cherish and and nurture a child's mind and also have a sex life. <laughs> yes, as is evident by the fact that I have children. Exactly! Yeah. People, people really do think that those things seem to be separate somehow. I don't know. You kind of have to have some some facet, some facet in there. You're not supposed to enjoy making children. <laughs> this is work. No, but you're supposed to make all the children. That's literally the core of Quiverful right there. You must that. not enjoy it, but you must make all of them. That's a derailment. Mm -hmm. um, so, in other writing news. Yes. Um, Ayla kicked my ass again. <laughs> yes. Yes, so, we both okay. entered the same contest. We did. It was a poetry contest this time. And the publication is called Wingless Dreamer. I'll put yes. the info in the description of this podcast because I got second place. <laughs> <laughs> I got that email. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> really? Yep. Um, so that's exciting. And they're going to publish it in their, in their summer poetry anthology and there was a little silver medal next to my name i was like that's what? cute oh. but the we great like part about that. it the great part about it like this is my favorite we were just searching like honestly we were broken trying to find some shit to <laughs> yes. like maybe if we win this we'll get 50 bucks Woo uh, right <laughs> this one was not didn't have money involved i don't think but um a first prize did i i want to oh first yeah prize did. yeah probably yeah. so i wrote this poem and i haven't written up years um and i pulled it out my ass in like <laughs> half an hour specifically for this contest because it was like last okay, minute yeah. yeah last minute it was like summer it was the summer anthology so they wanted like visions of summer like things that yeah. remind you of summertime so i pulled the poem out of my ass and uh it turned into something that i didn't think whenever i first started writing it and it ended up actually like i thought it was pretty good yeah apparently so did they because you came in ahead of a lot of people i know there was over 200 submissions and i got second place so that's first runner up excuse me first runner. yes up. <laughs> so yeah that was kind of cool uh, very and interesting and you can buy the book yeah uh, and and i'm i'm getting published in the book so oh you are will be published oh good i just wasn't even like an honorable mention yeah and i was like you know i'm actually kind of offended like i'm i hate to be that guy but i'm a little offended because i really liked that poem yeah like i thought at least put me at the bottom of like some 50 odd honorable mentions sure <laughs> y'all just really didn't like it at all at least you're gonna be published in it though that's good yeah i was just like 
I didn't I didn't realize that. So yeah, I scrolled down under like when I went to senior and I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled and I was like, well, fuck, dude. Like, I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so funny. So I was a little I was a little I didn't bad. think mine was that good. I'm like, I know it's it's it like I thought it was good personally, but I didn't think right? other people would think it was good. What the hell? Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's well, so weird? No, it was, a, you hit somebody with it. You hit somebody like in the fields with yeah. that poem, I think yeah. is what you did. Um, in fact, let's see, it's, there's no restrictions on you uh, reading that poem on here. Okay. They just have first publication rights. We can't publish it in print until they do. Yeah, of course, of course. So I mean, if you would like to, you can anywhere. read your first runner-up poem for the Wingless Dreamer Anthology. Oh, I, I literally creativity. haven't even read this since I wrote it. I wrote it, I submitted it, and then I forgot about it. <laughs> That's fantastic. My mom oh. asking me to send it to her the other day when I posted on Facebook. I was like, well, this is weird. I won this contest. My mom's like, yeah. send it to me. Like, oh buy the God. book, mom. Right? It's only <laughs> like 15 bucks. Go get it. Now it's in print, and you can always show people it's in a book. I know. Well, that's big because we did see in, in our search searching around for contests and publishing stuff we found that um a lot of places want you to have been published before yeah so it's really a great thing that we both are being published in this anthology, in this anthology even yeah. though i'm gonna pick on them about it <laughs> so this is very specific and very much i'll just read it okay i'll read it and then we can talk about it it's called big brother the familiar metallic tang of sun-warmed water straight from the hose. Iced dill pickle juice and salted watermelon, spitting the seeds as far as I can, just as good as brother. Bearded purple iris blooms, mimosa flowers tickle my nose with their sweetness. I whisper my adoration to my favorite tree, the one I used to dance with. Brother teases, but I know my tree understands. Bleeding of goats, the cluck of guinea fowl. Laughing of the kids, even if just for the afternoon. At least they have each other. Mosquito bites and chigger itches. Picking stickers from the grass off of bare feet. Poison ivy with leaves of three. Big brother leads me through. With watchful eye, I know he protects me. You hit somebody in the fields with that one, I guarantee you. Yeah. Like, that's very, very specific imagery. Yeah. <laughs> very specific imagery to, like my childhood right um and because i'm the kind of person whether it's painting or writing i start with a an idea and then i just see where it goes on its own sometimes i don't even have an idea i just have like a word yep <laughs> so like for this one it was literally the metallic tang of sun warmed water straight from the hose so yeah. like remembering like because we would get locked out of the house when in the middle oh, of yeah. summer and that's all we had is like we didn't want to go in and get ice water and you know and all that someone get mad at you <laughs> right like clean yourself up and go through all the stuff oh god well, and that's yeah, another nice. thing it's like oh your feet are muddy don't come in the house or you're dirty yeah. or whatever like yeah so we would just drink rusty freaking right? <laughs> water from the tap hose water yep hose water <laughs> And that's like a really specific memory. And so I just built off that. I'm like, well, when when and where did that happen? My grandparents' yeah. house, where we lived, 
Right. And then the gr- running around in that grass and the tree that I danced with in the backyard specifically yep. and uh, climbing the mimosa trees because they're great for climbing when they're smaller. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and smell so good. I miss mimosa flowers. They smell so pretty. Yeah. They're little yeah. poofs. You know you brought back, like, y- you probably had somebody sitting there going, oh, shit. That was watch me grow up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. It was... It was really weird. You're gonna be you're gonna be on page fifteen. That's crazy. That is so crazy to me. I and I'm just I'm really like I'm excited. I'm very excited about that. It's such a weird feeling because it was so unexpected. Right? I was like, whoa, what really? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna be on page eighty eight. That's not bad. Nope. No, it's I mean 61. you're you're in there. That's 61. great. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm definitely buying this book. Oh, oh yeah. I actually already did. Okay. Yeah. I need, I, I need to one. put my order in. Yeah. I bought one. Cause I was like, no, I, I need to buy this. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we need to take this, uh, screenshot here. Let's see if I can, so and we I can put will that up. Definitely. Um, participate in future contests for this. Um, publication. I actually well. just pulled one up. I think we have another opportunity right around the corner here. Cool. Yeah. I'm excited because I really like the way they do it. I like the published work. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take the top, like it shows the first place and then the all the way through third runner up. Yeah. And that's the page we're gonna, we'll have to put up on the social medias. Cool. Yeah, that'd be great. Oh, I'm very excited about it. Um, my brother hasn't read it yet. <laughs> I, I was gonna send it to him, but I'm like, you should, you, you should honestly, we should just spring for the book and send it, send him the book. Because how how cute is that shit? You'd be like, what a fucking pussy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you'd be like, so? Yeah, so. well, I won. Right? <laughs> they acknowledged me and it's published. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's always how it is. Stupid though. big brothers. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. So that's really cool. So that's one of the, gosh, we, we kind of were on a roll there for a minute with our writing and then we derailed yeah. pretty heavily. Yeah. Cause everything got shifted into me moving. Yeah. Um, me- like mental. All the, yep. <laughs> all the, spoons. all the spoons. Uh, yeah. I swear I'm going to get a spoon tattoo. Oh, it's happening. Oh, that Actually, that should matchy. be our, I was going to say that should be our match. That should be one. our matchy. That would be great. Create something like like a witchy spoon. Like a, I, I, I'm just yeah. You just keep reading my mind. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally about to say that because I was thinking about it and I was like I don't know with like some juniper berries and like a little oh, maybe a little cool. cauldron in the background and just have the you know. But uh, you already were like on there. <laughs> color or no color depends on what we're adding into it. Because if it's just like black line, mm. we do, we don't want to put a bunch of extra. But if we want to do like a black cauldron in the background and do the the spoon mm-hmm. is something a little different mm-hmm. or we could do black line with just the color on the, on the herbs around it. Like if we do mm-hmm. juniper berries or leaves, there could be like a laurel, like an herb yeah. around it or something. That'd be cool. Yeah. I'll have to play around literally with design. Spoons are our thing now. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hashtag spoony life. I can put it over here next to my other matchy matchy tattoo. Right. And just start <laughs> collecting them. <laughs> put it on my shoulder. Uh, the only tattoo that I have that matches anybody is on the back of my neck, basically. It's mm-hmm. like right below my neck. And the person that it matches covered his up with a pussy-ass flower. 
<laughs> a big purple ugly flower that isn't even like recognizable as a flower of any specific strain. That one was not well done anyway. It wasn't. I'm actually going to cover it with my whole big, I might see if I can turn it into the full moon that goes over my, my back piece. Mm -hmm. So I really want to do the whole like ocean ship. I love pirate ship Yeah. They're great. I need you to help me to put this together because when I take the leap, it's going to be like a big one. Yeah. yeah. I guess I need to send this to my mom because she asked me to send it to her. She's going to be like, she's going to cry. You can get a PDF of the book too if you respond to them and ask for it. I know, but I want the physical copy. <laughs> no, I, I want the hard copy. I want the hard copy, but they'll give you the PDF for free. Yeah. You wanted to like send it to her so she can be like, look on page 15. Oh, she's yeah. going to buy it. Uh, yeah. She already she told like me. She, and like, next time I see started. you, I want you to autograph your page. Oh my god. Like mom. That's fantastic. It's not under my real name. <laughs> right? It's under my like other name. She's like, funny. I'm gonna sign that too. I need yeah. So so the new one, let's see. Let's see. What's the is it just a rolling entry until it's called the Dawn of the Day Poetry Contest. Ooh. Through this poetry contest, we asked you to pay close attention to the little moments that might otherwise be missed. Mm. I think we can do this one really well. Okay. I need to see if they have it on submittable. So I'm going to yeah. go pull them up on there because, uh, you know, not sponsored by anybody, but submittable has been freaking awesome for finding this stuff. Oh, totally. And it's so much fun. Yeah. Because you get, like, I love, I much prefer having, like, a concept or a prompt and then building off of it. Like, that's literally how I wrote this one. Because yeah. I just thought about what that concept meant to me. And that's how I wrote it. And then it yeah. just turned into something. I also wrote this very differently than I'm, I usually write poetry. Because we've also learned that the way we were taught to write when we were kids <sighs> is, like, poetry has to rhyme. And it has syllables. and hey, we, we were basically taught Shakespeare in poetry. And right. not taught other things. Right. And there's poetry is so, so much more than that. So I, I really enjoyed this one because I played around with the spacing and the, the actual layout of the words to give like a feel. And I hope yeah. they print it that way. Um, yeah. Usually, yes, because that's such a necessary part of reading it, of yes. reading it correctly. Yes. So it's very, it's dissonant. It's, it's, yeah. it doesn't really rhyme. It's just that's, thoughts. Yeah. Which know? is, and if, what that's, if that's poetry now, like that's literally how my brain works. So right? <laughs> I well, can be a poet. Oh my it gosh. It makes sense. So it makes sense that our brains work in poetry. The town that we were just looking to move to up there, mm -hmm. they have a city poet laureate that they elect to yes. do poetry things. Yes. <laughs> this one does too i was like all of them do the, in yeah. the whole state really <laughs> pretty much all the all the ones of any substance like oh my god because there's a local one too and they and there's a couple of places that i noticed they do it by the county there's that you carry like a whole year-long responsibility yeah yeah of doing like mm -hmm. it's not necessarily paid but it's like a big deal but it's a big deal yeah it's a really big deal That's as so an author funny. yeah no because i was reading about some of the the recent ones here I found it in looking up how we can get published. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was really exciting. I actually. was like, I want to be a poet laureate. You get to use the title. Yeah, a just poet that, laureate. I was just like, what? that alone. 
<laughs> Ayla Hummingbird, Poet Laureate. Uh-huh. <laughs> it suits. It does suit quite well. Oh, um, yeah. It's pretty funny. No, I, I don't know. Like, ugh, I could keep talking about it. It's very exciting. It's a very, I don't know, it feels good. It should. Like, it oh, should. That's, that's, that's really cool. This is what we're working for yeah. right here. I'm like, wait, I did a thing. People liked it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Especially considering it's been so long since I wrote a poem. I don't even remember the last time I wrote a poem. It's been a yeah. really long time. And I used to write all the time. I would write poem after poem. Like, it was mostly like sappy, emo, heartbroken shit, but still. And that's still poetry. You know, I was, I have I a was lot of doing it. it, and then I just stopped. I'm like, why? Yeah. Well, apparently because I wasn't writing it the way that I should have been writing it. If that's that a one, that's one reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like just outright, like we, we were stuck in a, you know, in a rhythm that wasn't expressing anything. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was trying to find mine where it was accepted in my submittable. Mm, yeah. But yeah, we weren't expressing ourselves that way. I thought it had to be a specific uh, meter. Right. No, we're not writing haikus over here. No. <laughs> we can do no. that too, but that's a very specific thing. <laughs> not listen that A A B A B or A A B B yeah. or whatever. Yeah, a A A B. Yeah. You'll see it in all my old work. It's yeah. either it's either that one or it's it's an A B A B yeah. meter or or occasionally no, it's almost identical. It's always those two. Mm-hmm. Like the A A A B. And then ABAB, and everything has that same sing song sort of meter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I didn't know any better because the main thing my mom hammered home to me was classic poetry. Yes. Classic poetry like Sir Walter Scott and Robert Burns, who I love very much, and all their stuff was songs also. So it had that sort of rhyming, yeah. you know, sing song sort of sound to it. And then Shakespeare, all of Shakespeare, yeah. like the sonnet, like basically. Yep. yep. It's a sonnet. And so I was really not taught that discordant things were poetry. That's too modern. And as well, as, as a homeschooled child, she's grading me. So if she doesn't think it's poetry, she's going to say it's wrong. Yeah. And she did not think it was poetry. Like literally just like sonnet and, and haiku existed in her world. Yeah. Maybe limerick if I was lucky. <laughs> Limericks are fun though. <laughs> they are. I did, I've, ri- I've written a few. Actually, somewhere in my files, I was going through, I was like, oh God, there's a limerick I wrote. Probably for school. I think it was yeah. for school. But yeah, so I, I'm going to read mine, I think. I wasn't going to because I was going to leave that not done. But I think I'm going to read it. No, you should. All right. So it's called Escaping. And I wrote it in the last 30 minutes before the mm-hmm. contest closed <laughs> yeah we, we sat here on zoom and wrote separate entries yep right before the contest yep. closed yep so okay goldenrod scattered seed crystal water gurgles hard beams of light brilliant grasses like rotted pips among ants their devoured rinds peeling bark flourish a birth fulfilled beauty compounded Crackles of firelight, marshmallow drip, oozing, sticky, saturated summer scents. The call of youth, passions of flame. Heartbreaks, star-filled nights, warm and tender waves, fresh kisses, velvet skies. Mirror oceans, ivy-crested. Souls take flight, only to return too soon, falling into the chill. 
also built on a very specific memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I don't understand how mine got where it did and yours didn't. <laughs> because that is su- such vivid. I feel it when I read it out loud. Yeah. The the words, well, it's very, for lack of a better word, poetic. <laughs> right. You know? <laughs> like, I don't know. Something about it is very elevated. I, I wanted to, like, elicit some, you know, I everything I do as a performance, whether it's written or stage or whatever, I want it to elicit an emotion. Mm-hmm. And I pulled off some very intense emotions for that one. Mm-hmm primarily because it's a it's a throwback to my first kiss mm-hmm. which is the one summertime memory that doesn't have a lot of negativity around it right it was like a little pocket of of the life i thought i should have gotten to live right it's like a little pocket of that in the midst of so much stupid chaos and weird crap that i've lived through and so it was probably the most normal mm-hmm. coming of age experience for me right but these are things that, like, I feel when I think of summertime. Like, we did have other things that I drew from. Like, my childhood, we, we camped a lot. And there was a lot of s'mores and fires and, and exploring the woods and things like that. So here's, here's, my, here's my thought about why mine got first runner-up and yours didn't. You and I think and explain things very differently. We think very similarly, but we explain things very differently. <laughs> um, so if you were to compare side by side, mine is simplistic. Yes, I don't do simple. Right. And because you have a much wider vocabulary than the average person, and you are very, you're a fucking Pisces, <laughs> your, your emotions run very deep, and yeah. the descriptions of those emotions run very deep. So I think it might be over the head of some people. It, that's um, possible. Or they're reading it and going, oh, this guy's fucking pretentious. I've, got, I've been called pretentious before. And I you know. know what? And you and I both know you're not. But the way, like, the way that you use certain words to, uh, in your Or the writing, fact that I even use certain words. Yes. You know how many people tried to tell me pips Pip is was not, not a, word. a word? Right. You're very, you're, it, it still resonates of old school poetry, even though it has the, di- the different cadence. Yes, because I learned the word pip from Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> Blame sh- fucking Sherlock. Yeah. And his like six pips story. <laughs> there was an entire mystery that surrounded orange seeds. Yeah. That was, that was the whole, it was great. But see, I was like nine when I read that. I think sometimes the best way to elicit an emotion from someone is to play to their most simple self. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I guess I didn't think this was complex. I mean, outside of the use of the word right, pip. Right. I really thought it was pretty direct, you know? These are... These are uh, theoretically things people experience in the summertime yeah. you know um so if i were to read that not knowing anything about it i wouldn't mm-hmm. i wouldn't think it was about a first kiss at all yeah well and that was kind of the point like i didn't want to i didn't want to necessarily make it 
so obvious, Mm. but I wanted to pull from those things that gave me feeling in the summer. Right. And so that's a completely different, it's almost a different genre because it's more ethereal. It's more of like feeling, emotion, idea, not scene. No, it's not. It's not very visual. I mean, I, there's, there's points of sight, but I use all the senses. Senses, So the crackles of firelight you're hearing and the marshmallow drip is something you could be tasting. Right. Sticky saturated summer scent. So we're now smelling. we're talking about smelling it. Right. Um, but then you have the visuals like the mirror oceans and the yeah. fresh kisses. Yeah. That's a touch. So I kind of hit all of the senses in there. And maybe that's too much for some people. Yeah. I don't think about it because for me, that's like how I experience life. Right. So I'm pulling from this sense and this sense and this sense. And I'm trying to like make it all come out as, as words that people can understand, but they're feelings for me. They don't, they're not mm-hmm. starting as words here. The only words I had when I started that poem was rotted pips. <laughs> That's what I built that poem off of. That's funny. Because I thought summertime. Yeah. And then first thing in my head was like ants. <laughs> the ants and the fruit seeds and the watermelon yeah. rind and yep. the stickiness of summer. Did we both because, put watermelon in there? No, I, I, did not use watermelon because I, I just did a throw to the ants. Ah, yes. Um, the rinds. Rotted pips. No, ants, they're devoured rinds. So there's a throw to watermelon, yeah. but it wasn't specific. Yeah. But yeah, because the honestly, the first summer's not my favorite time of the year. As far so as the first taste, thing that comes to mind for me. Oh, yeah. Is, it's like. I used to. Well, I've always been a like my birthday's in winter. So I always love right. winter and Christmas yeah. and, and that whole season. But summer is a very, especially childhood Right. Like all of my memories from my childhood, which are very few, um, yeah. are in summer. Or summer centric. Yeah, yeah right. because like, and that's when it was we would like do, always summer there. That's when we had the most experiences and freedom. And freedom. Yeah. Like summers have mostly been, they've been exploratory for me. Mm-hmm. Very much so. But primarily, my, I was still restricted even at home as a kid it was still restrictive so like the most freedom i felt was when i first left home was a a summer summer night like a full moon kind of summer night yeah and then ever after that summers were times of flux for me actually i just brought this up recently because my memory started popping and i realized that every time we've moved in a hurry particularly it's been in the summer really like the last nine years yeah july 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 it's space different years of parts it's may for me i've moved in may so many times so july august for me is constantly a time of change yeah and not really a time of getting to revel in it yeah 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 fall time for me i bet if i wrote the same visual from a fall perspective it would might might hit a little deeper yeah because because that's where i'm gonna really connect Right. So I start, I had to pull from different, I, I'm going to be honest. I think I hit three different times in my life in here. Yeah. And I actually broke it up into three pieces. I can see where I broke it because golden rod, scattered seed, crystal water gurgles all the way up to the rotted pips. That's, that's my childhood. That's like five on years old when I remember yeah. picking berries and being on the farm, peeling bark, flourish, a birth fulfilled, beauty compounded. This is, this is like later. This is my I got to experience like campfires and s'mores and being young, but being old enough to explore things. And then very close on the heels of that heartbreak, star filled nights, warm and tender waves. Mm -hmm. It's my first kiss. Mm -hmm. 
So that probably spans 10 years. Yeah. 10 to 13 years right there. Yeah. But I realized when I went back to reread it that I broke it into three pieces because those are my three prime points of like summer memory. Right. Like that. Right. So it tells a story. Yeah. But only if you can connect to it. I mean, I love it. I, I think it's I think it's beautiful. I and you know, it's it's funny when you have especially in poetry, because there's so many different ways to write a poem, you oh, know? God, um yeah. for someone and to, to interpret it. For someone to judge that. Yeah, exactly. And it's so subjective. Yeah. So I wish there was feedback. I do wish there was feedback in these. I, I yeah, do. I, I, I wish there was feedback in everything because I just, I'd love to hear. Yeah. There's a few places we can pay for the feedback and I'm okay with pay that. For feedback? <laughs> do you know what judges do with their time? They yeah. read your shit and then write you feedback. Yeah. It's the same as us getting paid as writers. I know. It's like why you pay an entry fee. People complain about paying an entry fee to contests, but where do you think the prize money comes from guys? Yeah. Like yeah. if you want to enter contests and you want to win money, you need to pay be prepared fee. to pay an entry fee. And it's usually like, it's bucks. okay. It's okay to invest in yourself. It can be, I mean, sometimes you, you get five poems for $5 you can enter. Yeah. You know, if you're, if things are tight, pinch that fucking dollar away for a few weeks and then do it because yes, I know what it's like to live on nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, I've slept on the street and there was a time I didn't have a dollar to put into entering a contest. Right. But when you have it, don't begrudge it to the people who spent hours reading thousands of entries. Oh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. Judge oh God. Like that. I was just thinking that I was like, I wonder how you become a judge for these things, but I don't know if I could do it. I can't barely read a book. Well, I can write a book, but I can't barely focus enough to read a book. Oh yeah. No. Well, that's, I mean, for, for like poetry, I could definitely sit down and, and read through. But how many? Cause most of these contests get hundreds of entries. Oh, if hundreds on minimum. On, yeah on minimum so it's like i i will gladly there's some places i cannot afford to pay for critique from there are right. but there are some places where we can like add ten dollars and get a full-blown like page critique of our work i think it's valuable yeah and i think it's more valuable coming from the people we pay for it than the groups of people i've tried to join oh, yeah. yeah no i i where anybody's allowed in and anybody can give you their two cents about how much they I hate don't the work. like peer review because it's especially in 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 that way uh Facebook is stupid and Facebook groups are dumb and people are rude. <laughs> yeah, people are just flat um, rude and they they'll say whatever they want from me. Constructive there. criticism and it's not constructive. Is very important and I know how to take it. Yes. Um but don't be a dick. And also yeah. understand that just because you have a, a criticism doesn't mean I'm going to listen. Because yeah. Because I may disagree with you. And it and also that's, that's doesn't fine. mean you're right. It doesn't mean you're right. You know, you're not a professional. You're not a poet laureate as far as <laughs> I know, you know. Right. Um, Give me some credentials. Yeah. A but lot even, of the people that... even if you were, if yeah. fucking Rumi or whatever came up and told me that he hated my poem and I needed to change this, this and this, I'd be like, that's your opinion. Yeah. You know, we don't have to take it. We don't have to. It's one thing when you have it. it's so I think the the it's very different. Writing yeah. a novel or a story is very, very different than writing poetry. Poetry is art it is. and it's so subjective and it's so personal, you know, so it's it's hard to judge that. 
because you can see for me, like if I was to read like six different poems and have to pick the best one, sure, I might have a favorite, but yeah. I would see positive things in all of them. Right. Because you just, it's art, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of hard for me to like wrap my head around that. But see, but see, art gets judged too. Sure. Paintings get judged. Like, but there's Which facets. is stupid. I don't think so. I don't think so. Because how can you have a competition if you don't have judges? No. And I, I mean, yeah, obviously like. But like they're judging on certain things. Let me know what you're judging on. I like rubrics. Right. Tell you me, know. you know, what. And that's the, uh, that's the hard part for me about like, like art, art, like painting. Mm-hmm. Let's say painting. Photography. Yeah. There's a technical side behind that that you can judge on. But there is technically to art too. Otherwise I wouldn't have had the chaos I've had in beginning painting class. Maestro. <laughs> yeah. It's so annoying. Ugh. Everything, technically everything is subjective, right? Yeah. Well, anything creative is subjective. Think about, well, I mean, and anything really is because what's legal in one state isn't legal in another. So technically it's still subjective. True. And I think that's just our frustration with life. Uh-huh. Uh, I have an unhealthy uh, fascination with justice, remember? Yes, I know. I know. That should be on your tombstone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm fascinated by making sure people aren't treated like crap. Yeah. Jesus. No, but um, I mean, this is why I respect people who can, like, actually give good constructive criticism when they're judging something, because it's not easy. No, which is why I actually liked, I mean, granted, I feel like the last judge on our feedback kind of missed some of the point, Just that he wasn't rude. Just the first point about, like, the Earth and the Three Moons thing. Like, that he, it went over his head, that's fine. Um, But he was right about the other stuff, so I can't say that he was an idiot, because he was not wrong, you know? He was very, (laughs) very much on. Yeah, yeah. And that's why those are the people, these are the contests I'll enter again. Mm -hmm. Those are the people I will acknowledge Mm -hmm. and apply but I'll apply that. Like I'll actually go back to the story and go, okay, let's see, how do we make this work with this new information? It's like, before I let that story go, I added a little piece of dialogue because I had read about how much pulling the dialogue out, even if it's just a few words really ties it together. Yeah. Going from description to experiential, like, so I'll apply this and who knows? Watch this be our first book we publish. <laughs> we can say that we're published authors. Yes. And that opens all kinds Space of Space pizza. Yep. <laughs> Space pizza. Oh, That's the name no. of the children's book. Space pizza. Yes. <laughs> on shelves soon. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. If we actually can get on it, you know, it probably will be. the next be. go the fuck to sleep. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. <laughs> the next meme children's yes. book. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That, that I have that read in two languages, by the way. It's amazing. <laughs> nice. I have it read by uh, Samuel L. Jackson in English. Yeah, I've heard that and one. And by Gabriel Iglesias in Spanish. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's fantastic. It's so good. Yes. So what else did you want to talk about? Well, we're on the topic of writing. So I am the topic of writing competitions and things. Yes. I want to remind anyone who's listening, that we do want to encourage our listeners to write. Yeah. Um, and 
if and when you all join the Patreon, we'll be holding like writing groups um, and things like that for our patrons. And we really, we want to get that jump started. And we would love to, I think more than anything else, writing with another person. Yes. Um, is one of the best things you can possibly do. And, and one of the more underexplored things. Yes. And I know that not everybody may be comfortable sharing any of their work like that, but it's a really cool dynamic and I encourage everyone to try it. Um, and if we can help you facilitate that, that's what we want to do. So I, um, I also really think uh, I'm going to put a poll up accessible to everyone, patron or not on okay. our Patreon, uh, because I'd like to get some input on, on who might be interested in Twitch streams that are writing round tables where the, yes. where it's interactive, where people can be like, add this thing to your story. And then we yeah. just write it in like improv right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, As be, a group. Because yeah, it would be a group you, of you, us. Then you throw ideas out. We're all working on the same story. Somebody says, oh, what if you did this? And then yeah. we can all discuss how to work that in. Yeah, um, and, and we have a couple of people who we would be bringing on as, like, guest hosts, guests, and sure. interactive writers. So I'm going to try to gauge some interest in, like, Twitch writing stream. I think that'd be Let's fantastic. Because I think it would be a really great way to connect with people, to actually connect with people who are listening to us. Yeah. And take input. Yep. Because we do. We want to open it up and we want to start having, um, you know, maybe like a live podcast stream once a month where people can become more integrated. And we also have a Discord for our patrons um, that there's nothing in yet. <laughs> yes. But a cool thing that we could do on our Discord um, is actually have like a feedback room. Yes. Um, because you can have different rooms in your Discord group and you post a paragraph from a story you're writing or whatever and ask for feedback on it. And, and, you know, we can all kind of work together. And yeah, I think the discord will leave a lot of room for, um, if, for people who definitely want to write or are writing mm -hmm. to build, build each other up. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't police these spaces. I hate even using that word, but I don't police these spaces, but at the same time, I'm not going to allow for a lot of I'm looking for a nice way to put that. The trash isn't going to be there. I don't, yeah, no, I'm not no even going to put up with the trash. No. People don't, no bullies, no, no, uh, people there to simply criticize. Mm -hmm. Cause I already, I, I'm already a mod on a couple other discords. And let me tell you, I see the, I see the trash. Yeah. Um, but I want a place that's, uh, secure, a secure space to actually learn from each other. Kind no of judgment. Build. No. Maybe give peer groups a better name. No bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, I think especially having it be a smaller group, I think that's yes, the thing. Yes, no, this with is patrons like, only. Patrons only. And so Certain that's levels. the thing with like the Facebook peer groups is they just let anybody in and then They wait. literally let and anybody then, in. Like they might wait for somebody to fuck up to kick them out. But I, I think that anybody who's like listening and enjoys listening to us talk about this crap um, <laughs> is probably pretty like pretty chill so <laughs> you have to kind of be pretty chill to to tolerate us yeah um, right <laughs> i when when people ask the first thing i say is i say okay well first of all we're we're very blunt people and we're chaotic and we're very brash <laughs> and yes and and believe me people have come back recently who remember just how chaotic we were uh -huh. apparently that hasn't changed much no because <laughs> we're, i'm 15 again <laughs> So I haven't changed at all. I have regressed. 
it does happen. You, you know, especially when you don't complete a thing that should have been completed in your timeline. And now we're back around trying, we're almost at um, a very identical save point right now. <laughs> it's super weird. Um, so clearly we missed point. something. <laughs> there was a, there was a, a little tiny dirt road we didn't take Yep. that we like breezed right on by and the GPS just finally got around to rerouting us. Thanks. Rerouting. Rerouting. Yes. <laughs> oh Lord. That's the next microfiction. Rerouting. <laughs> the GPS and the fucking, uh, what's it called? DeLorean. Yeah. <laughs> DeLorean time machine GPS. That's a that's funny. <laughs> that would be great. Oh my god. That uh, time be... time GPS is what it yes. is. That could be spectacular. <laughs> so I I hawked our Patreon. Yes. So uh link in bio and stuff. And um We have a pretty epic link tree that people just need to like. Link tree is pretty cool. We have a website, we have Patreon, we have Instagrams. Mostly we're on Instagram, so hit us up there. Yeah, I I, I tweet, but mm. it's starting to feel like an old person thing to do. No, it's actually a really great way to promote, so don't I give know. me that face. I read things on Twitter sometimes. I have like... She doesn't tweet. I don't... I, I kind of do. <laughs> sometimes. You retweet. There's a difference. I retweet, but I also... I tweet whenever I go live on, on Twitch. <laughs> yes, to, to make it so that people see the things you tweet to go live so they can join you live, you have to tweet other things to build that interaction. Yeah. That's why you just need to be here. We just need to have this all set up where I can just go onto each thing and just do the social media management. It's yeah. <laughs> I am the person that goes, I am not a social media manager. And yet I still end up managing the social media. It's a lot to manage. It's it's chaos. It's chaos. Hence why none of you all got a notification that we were going to be MIA for two weeks. Nope. Um, because that happened quite rapidly. Yep. And I was However, like, hey, you should post a thing on Instagram. And then it never happened. <laughs> it never happened. I just opened my computer for the first time in two weeks, like yesterday. Yeah. Like, really, I did. I, I This has been a time of incredible energy fluctuation like it's, fluctuation. yeah talk about like talk about chaotic yeah. like the world has been chaotic just the it, the world the has air. been our smaller world has been our personal lives have been yeah. the energy and the air and the weather and ever just everything Very we're chaotic. just there yeah. um but i think i think we're on the right track yeah so i actually have uh i think we'll periodically update on these contests but i have a couple of contests for us to enter mm -hmm. today preferably mm -hmm. um one for the writer magazine which i do pay for my subscription to because it's worth it okay and one from wingless dreamer because i think we should do that mm -hmm. yeah I, I like that i mean i already got published in them once so I, right <laughs> like i'll keep i'll keep doing it just keep it up yeah <laughs> Um, and also, uh, at the end of this podcast, we need to go and review the judges. Ah, yes. Keep that, that yeah. cycle going. Yeah. I like when we talk about our writing. Um, as far as our novel goes, it's not. So don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask. Ask about it later. Um, no. I just got a poem published. Talk right? about that. <laughs> We're going to focus on the, the now. The now. Um, Novels in take regards long time. to the book. Yeah. Um, I can give a brief update. Brief update is as such. 
uh, we seem to have connected with another author, writer, songwriter, creative being who will likely be integrating somewhat into our story or having an influence on our story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the avenues of where we were going with that book have just gotten broader. Mm-hmm. And I have actually added some notes, but those are off. Those are, those are behind the scenes notes for the time being. Sure. Um, I've added some notes and I've spoken twice to publishing companies um, over the last month. That's so fantastic. yeah, we, we have, it's happening. Yeah. So the it's novel itself, happening. the book itself will eventually be published, not as is, but as, no, as, not as like, is ideal idea as is, but there are other things involving that world. Yes. Um, that are going to be very, very, very interesting. It's becoming a much more expansive world. Yes. Um, so there should be tidbits to drop long before publication actually happens. Yes. It's going to, I just, I'm really excited about it. And I love that. Um, it's going to be partially interactive and that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah. 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 Um, I, there's big things in the works for that. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, for patrons at higher levels, there's uh, room to integrate both early feedback and review mm-hmm. as well as sneaky peeks. Yeah. Guaranteeing yourself um, a copy of the book mm-hmm. when it releases. There's also what I like to call the lucky level, which is the level where someone comes along and wants to be a producer of our work. And whoever that person is also gets a book signing party when the book releases. Right. So yeah, that's like, high. That's high tier. High. So, yeah. so any Aim producers high. out there? <laughs> <laughs> if anyone likes us enough to want to look into that or talk to us about what definitely. we're wanting to do with it, yeah. we definitely are putting that. Yeah, out there. because you know what? That book would be written a hell of a lot faster if we had somebody like backing us. Yes, had a, a backer or a, a you know a, an investor, a co-investor in our, right. in our work. So there's a lot of perks for the person who wants to come along and have that kind of integrated impact on the book. And they're up for Um, negotiation. Yes. (laughs) I'm down for almost anything. (laughs) (laughs) Very flexible people here, but not physically flexible, mentally. flexible. (laughs) not. Well, I mean, I am a dancer, but not particularly, particularly the most flexible person that you ever meet. Um, More so than I thought I was. That's kind of nice to know. That's good. Um, it, for for everyone's information, I feel incredibly old a lot of times. So <laughs> I'm 15 again. My body is fucking eight. live. <laughs> You're live. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, I, I plan to be putting some more information on like our projects and stuff up on the website yeah. over the next few weeks. Seriously, uh, because like we've talked about it before and not much has come out of it, but things are really moving very rapidly and very excitingly and there's lots of different opportunities being presented and it's like i don't even know how to keep up with all of it Um, no but the the amount of things that has happened this is the shit we manifested this This is is, what we do though and it's like it's literally coming to fruition so Mm -hmm. damn (laughs) so now it's our turn to keep up because you know what happened last time is we manifested it and then we didn't keep up yeah so we gotta and and now here we are again yep so it's our chance. Yeah. We don't want to screw this one up. Yep. Got to be on top of the things. Yep. So it's so exciting. It's good stuff. 
yeah, uh, bookmark the website, follow the Linktree stuff. Yes. Keep an eye on the Instagram because there will be a lot more coming up on there. And and I will make sure to notify people if there's going to be a lull in the in the podcast moving mm-hmm. forward. It mm-hmm. just really, I I don't know that that two weeks disappeared. Mm-hmm. And um, I also want to say, besides the roundtable writing uh, live streams, uh, I would very much I, I've been th- I've been trying to figure out a way to live stream our podcast sessions. Yes. Um, because I do edit the podcasts and I cut things out for time and, and personal reasons. Um, <laughs> but not, we've gotten better about it. I don't have to cut out as much anymore. Yeah. But if, uh, if you join us on Twitch, yes. I want to start l- streaming our podcast on Twitch. At just, you know, Twitch just chatting, then you can come in and yep. we can maybe like answer some questions. They probably like, I'm not, I won't do the live interaction in the final podcast, but it would be a great way for you guys to like yeah. get a sneak peek. That's um, kind of why I was thinking like kick off one live mm-hmm. a month and then start adding to it sure. to see how people like that kind of interaction. Sure. Uh, both of our, both of our Twitches are in the link tree. Yep. And I'm flat out just going to say like, I need people to follow mine because I'm trying to get up and take off and by about next week, I'll be able to live stream from my, from my own account yeah. as well. Yep. So we can team up and do that on there. Yeah. And that'll be a great way to add guests yes. and have room for interactive questions yes. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm excited about that too. Yeah. So lots of things on the horizon. So keep your eyes peeled. Um, yes. And yeah. Stay tuned. Be taking any more extended breaks for no. quite a while. <laughs> so be back next week. Yes. <laughs> I guess that's it. Yeah. This is like the most anticlimactic ending we've had. In I don't life. know how to end things. No, this is failing <laughs> us. Um, we're bad at leaving. You hang up. No, you hang up. <laughs> you hang up. <laughs> Fine, I'm just going to fall asleep on the phone still. Oh, well, wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) Nope.